You're listening to the University Cast, your one-stop shop for student and graduate news. I'm your host, Joe Bunkle, the politics graduate and all-round opinion-packing news anchor. Now, let's get into the week. And welcome back to the University Cast. Bit of a hiatus, bit of a bit of a holiday, um, but we're back, better than ever. And uh, I'm joined again, once again, by the lovely Jamie Din. So say hi, Jamie. Hello, glad to be back. Yeah, good to have you back. Uh, this episode is going to be like a little bit of sort of almost a New Year's special because I've I've noticed I haven't done that many episodes, but of the ones that I've done, they've all been about COVID and rent strikes, which is uh, you know I, yeah it's it's let's 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 try and diversify a little bit was what was going through my head. Let's uh, shake things up. And uh, so we thought we'd do sort of a little uh, kind of quasi-advice episode. Uh, basically, uh, I've asked a few people, and James asked a few people, and we've reflected deeply inwards on what we'd wish we'd known, or, like, or at least one thing that we'd wish we'd known before going to uni. And had a sort of like variety of different responses, uh, different ideas, things that are sort of like fairly sort of general and things that are quite uh, maybe like a little bit more specific. But before we do get into things, I thought we might as well. It is a newscast, so maybe there should be some news uh, involved. So just like a quick, a quick wrap around in, I guess, in headlines in general. As we were saying, we were saying just before we start recording, there's a big, there's a very big um, <laughs> elephant in the room, because uh, yeah. <laughs> everybody sort of was like, oh, finally 2021, we can leave 2020 and its craziness behind. I watched the Death to 2020 Charlie Brooker thing on Netflix, and you and you look back at it and you go, wow, what a crazy year. Things yeah. can get any crazier than that. And then what happens? <laughs> it gets crazier. <laughs> It's mad. It's absolutely insane. Right off the bat. Yeah, right off the bat. Uh, Jerry, what do you what do you fill fill people in? Fill in the ignorant um, of what's been going on well, internationally. Uh, you might have seen some slight controversy in America when a few mm-hmm. Donald Trump supporters, shall we call them, uh, decided to <laughs> storm the Capitol building and show off their displeasure with the election results and their, I'm sure, genuine and educated belief that the results were <laughs> illegitimate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what they've been called uh, a lot of things, haven't they? Um, <laughs> Trump supporters, uh, Trump protesters. Yeah. Uh, me, me and my mates, we were discussing it on the night it was happening. Um, like We were just uh, ping-ponging messages um, back and forth on Facebook. Uh, my mate James was like sort of watching things because like when something sort of starts happening that's quite big james does tend to keep his eye on it yeah uh and he's, you don't want to miss he, anything do you? you don't want to miss anything um because there's a lot there's a lot to miss um you know so you want to always keep your eye on what was going to be the next crazy thing to happen but he just sent a message was like well there goes my good night's sleep as <laughs> just you know he's looking at you know that picture of um of sort of the, I think they're called, I think they're called like sergeant. I think they're sergeants at arms inside the inside the chamber, pointing their guns uh, with the desk on the door. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's that pic. You know, he did send that picture. It was just saying like it's almost Looney Tunes like, where there's just sort of, really you know was. that, you know, um, the Simpsons movie. 
<laughs> which is the way any good conversation starts. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that bit when they're trying to drag um, Homer out of out of his house, and <laughs> they've all put their they've all put like holes through the wall, and they're all like looking through it. Um, and there's just that picture of um, of one of the. I, I call them rebels because uh, that's what they are. Uh, mm. One of the rebels just basically peeking through, <laughs> like with one about like sort of a quarter of his face, just one eye peeking through a hole in the window, and just this sergeant at arms pointing a Glock <laughs> straight at his eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, maybe shouldn't maybe shouldn't laugh um, about no, the. It is very serious, but I think with a lot of America and with a lot of the last few years generally i think mm. whilst it is also serious it almost defies belief it yeah it's almost outworldly it is sort of it is like you can't help but laugh or you'll cry yeah it's it's one of those like because uh it, it is very unfortunate that people have died during it um i know that a police officer uh, recently died uh, in hospital after an altercation uh, with the insurrectionists and it is very sad but it's it's mind-boggling and it's hard not to sort of it's hard you know you sort of feel like you have to laugh about it yeah. otherwise you just sink well when uh, you see some of the sinking. outfits that the uh the rebels as you put it oh, are wearing God. um i don't yeah. even know how to describe them there's that guy who i don't even know what he's, he's like wearing an animal over his shoulders yeah, body that, paint on and everything. Yeah, that QAnon. Uh, I think he calls him. I think he calls himself a soldier, which is truly tragic. Um, <laughs> if there's one thing I can't stand, it's the people who engage in political discourse in that. Well, just engage in political discourse and call themselves soldiers, um, because it's this is not what it is. They're two very distinct, different things. Um, yeah. You know, if you engage in political discourse, you're like a revolutionary or a rebel or something. You're not a soldier. Don't pretend like you are. Um, especially as well when you stood there getting your photograph taken with blokes with like Auschwitz t-shirts on. Uh, like yeah, you know, t-shirts about Auschwitz. Not the side you want to be a soldier for. Mm-hmm. I think there was one guy with um a t-shirt with I think it's uh it's something like however many million was not enough in Bloody like hell. uh yeah yeah basically it's not it doesn't say that outrightly yeah. basically because obviously um Holocaust deniers and and Nazis basically. Um, because they they realize that what they they do on a deep level realize what they believe in is abhorrent, so they'll mask it in some way. And this guy's t-shirt was sort of made up to look maybe like it was like a Roman legion right. kind of thing. Yeah, the whistles, so mm. his people will know what it meant. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. Like you know, they know they know what you mean. Um, it's kind of like Alex Jones merch. Yeah. Looks very sort of like very Roman legion esque. I'm surprised he wasn't there actually. Uh, I I think he would be in danger of having some kind of massive coronary if he was there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Alex actually. Jones is not a healthy man. Um, there's that. Have you? I've showed you that picture of him, haven't yeah, I? Yeah, with the, the supplements. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if you don't know who Alex Jones is, Alex Jones is um is a right wing pundit and conspiracy theorist, and uh, he to to uh, to supplement his income uh he he created a line of supplements uh, for men to uh make you stronger basically um you know basically marketed as some kind of superman serum almost and like a pill and he did like a 
like a before and after of him taking it over the course of like a month or something, or maybe the course of like how many days. And between the first picture and the second picture, he looks exactly the same, except he's just red. <laughs> he just gets red. He just looks like a beetroot. <laughs> um, and yeah, he does not look at all feel, uh, fit and fit and healthy. He looks like he's very much a barrel of a man. You know, he's kind of like big. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's. I feel like there's probably some muscle there, but it's definitely not maintained. Yeah, you have to search for it. Mm. <laughs> you have to. You have to look for it. You kind of have to squint and go. Oh, oh yeah, I can see it. Uh, but yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's kind of the elephant in the room. I feel like you just have to talk about it, don't you? If you're if you're doing news in in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I think so. Might really at some point, just to show Maybe you not. Oh no! He's just to show you not uh, that you are paying attention, <laughs> that you're not just sort of checking your phone just before just before yeah. <laughs> you get into it. Uh, go! You imagine if they did that on the sort of ten o'clock news. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, although to be fair, that that's I suppose that's a statement about obviously this cast mainly focuses on um, education or universities in the United Kingdom and in Ireland nearby, basically. But it probably says a lot to to American education. Um, yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe that's a maybe that's a thing to actually take a look at. Is yeah. um, are people who are university educated more or less likely to uh, believe in conspiracy theories and stuff like that? And is because American higher education is very much gatekept purely by how much disparity there is in their in their economics in general. Does that is that a reason why? Is that why it's been so big out? <laughs> well, they. There's a future episode for you. Yeah, there is a future episode. Maybe, oh, maybe we'll do that next week. Yeah, I think that would be a series, to be fair, American yeah. Education. I will start a separate <laughs> I will start a sister cast um, looking into just the insanity that is that is America and America's educational system. Mm. Some kind of, you know, out, outsider perspective. Um, I feel like I generate a lot of hate. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i generate a oh, lot yeah. of hate um <laughs> but then again i i dared to i dared to at one time disagree with jordan peterson so you know bring hey, it on you're already fighting those people i'm already yeah i'm i'm uh well, that's it he lo- he loves that as that kind of um the way that di- to do discourse he loves the combative um imagery he's a big proponent of it isn't he Mm, mm, yeah, I don't think he's ever been in the army <laughs> or been in in combat. If he has, then um, fair play, um, you know. But I kind of like there's all I was sort of, I was talking to my girlfriend about this kind of thing. Um, people who sort of use military military time as an excuse to know a lot about politics and the everyman. It, they usually don't. They usually haven't served that long at all. Like um, like Oswald Mosley. Like you know, sort of the archetypal British fascist. He joined the Army Air Corps in World War One and crashed his plane during a, like a training <laughs> exercise. But then he never stopped telling the veterans, "I'm one of you." Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, maybe that. Maybe that's a. Maybe that's the future. Future cast. Um, I. I. I certainly think it'd be interesting. Mm. Um, you know, maybe maybe get an American grad on. <laughs> you know, if they've managed to get if they managed to get through it all. Still holding on to some some income at, by the end of it. Yeah. But yeah. No. Pretty. It, it's mad. Uh, it's absolutely mad. The first week of this year has gone off with a bang. I'm thoroughly looking forward to what else the rest of the year has to offer. If it tops that yeah. at any point, then wow. Mm. 
Honestly, what yeah. You can say, really. The inauguration is going to be one hell of a show. <laughs> that I can guarantee. As soon as like Commander in Chief passes over to somebody who like is not um oh god uh, they they described Donald Trump in Death to Twenty Twenty as being an escaped pigman experiment, which had me in tears. <laughs> Um, so as soon as you know, Commander in Chief passes over to somebody who's not an escaped pig man. <laughs> wow! Look out! <laughs> Everything's gonna change. Everything's gonna change when you don't have a swine for a president. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that that's for that's for the future. That's for not too far away. Maybe we'll talk about that at some point. But for now, let's actually talk about what we were going to talk about this episode, um, which was uh, what would you want to know before going to uni? So I asked around, I asked a few of my friends, Jamie asked a few of his friends, and yeah, hopefully, if you've made it past us sort of rambling about America for a bit, who know, maybe this is stuff that could actually help you, because that's going to be a big thing about this year. Uh, any Anybody's basically sort of like has a relative that's been to uni during this time, be they first year, second year, third year, whatever, PhD, masters, PhD students have had it bad um they have had it bad and if you're a relative you know sort of a brother or a sister or a cousin or whatever and you were thinking about going to uni um regardless of whether you're soon turning 18 or whether that's just sort of something that you, f- you think you might want to do as kind of a life directing thing it's going to change it's going to change massively because you've seen how terribly <laughs> you know friends or siblings or or just in general if you follow the news you're going to see how they've been treated and it's really bad. Uh, <laughs> if you listen to any of these episodes before, um, it is really bad how students have been treated throughout this pandemic, and that's probably going to affect um, probably going to affect uptake. Definitely, uh, because if if you if you already don't know that much about uni and how uni life goes, um, also knowing that you might not be helped as well as you should be will be an affecting factor. So I'm hoping that things that come up here on this episode might actually help people to go to uni because i think going to uni is a good thing uh yeah but if, if you're that way inclined i'm not saying that everybody has to go to uni if you if you're not sort of like you know academically inclined there's nothing wrong with that then you shouldn't have to go to uni but if you think about going to uni you think you'd enjoy it i don't want this year to have put people off because i think the access to university education um and the ease of access to it now is amazing I think it's the best thing in the world. And hell, you know, if you can go to uni, it's three years of study and a lot of fun. That's, who knows, if things change uh, over the course of the next few years, if governments change and, you know, views on tuition fees or how you do actually pay to uni change, then who knows? It might end up just being a thing that you don't have to pay for in the end. Or if you do, the costs may may end up being more marginal than they are now. Yeah, that's the dream. And... Yeah, that is that is the dream. Um, you know, bring back. Uh, I mean, obviously, that's just this is just retrospect for, for me at least, because um, I I went in when the fees were uh, nine nine and a quarter. Uh, I don't. Uh, were, were that uh, when you went to uni, Jamie? Were were the fees that high? Or were they a bit lower? I think it was nine thousand when mm. I went. Yeah. You lucky, lucky. I know. <laughs> that's seven hundred and fifty quid. Makes yeah, all the I know. difference. I mean, it goes away, it goes away. You know that goes that goes. That's like car insurance for the year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so hopefully, you know, if you're going, to, if you if you think about going to uni, 
I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to wait until all this uh, this horrible this horrid sordid affair with COVID uh, is through. Um, but I don't want it to put you off entirely for the future. So how about we uh, how about we get into it? Uh, do you want to start, Jamie? Do you want to pick a pick someone that you've spoken to and what they've what they've said that they wish they'd known? Yeah. So and, yeah. One of one of my old housemates, um, he said that one of the things that he would say to himself if he were going back is that your your flatmates in your first year aren't the be all and end all of your university experience, mm. which can be a positive or a negative. Of course, a lot of people can get on really well with their first year flatmates because for most people, of course, the people you live with in first year are going to be in university accommodation. It's going to be people that's picked for you, mm. and I think if you don't get on with those people sometimes that can ruin the experience for some people but they're not going to be the people that you spend most of your time with at uni for a lot of people I don't think that I spoke not because I didn't on with them necessarily but because I got on with other people better I didn't really hang out with anyone from my flat after the first year yeah you meet a lot of other people in a lot of different areas that's one of the great things about university is that there's so many places where you can meet new people there's the social life there's societies there's the actual course itself and in those things because it's an interest that you've got that's bringing you there you're far more likely to meet someone who ultimately you're probably going to get along with so i think for someone who's just going in just have a longer term approach to it if you if you're thinking i don't really get on with my flatmates if you do get along with them brilliant then you're lucky and make the most of it but if you don't you know don't let it sour your opinion of other people at uni with you oh yeah definitely i mean it is def- it's definitely a scary thing isn't it because there's all there's already that thing like pre predetermined sort of like groups that you have to go into like in high school or whatever everybody hates that so much <laughs> and I, I you, know, you hate it don't you like, oh no i want to be my mates and blah, 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 blah. and like yes that idea of being in sometimes very big halls with people that you don't necessarily know can can be jarring, uh, definitely. <laughs> um, I, I remember from first year, none of my housemates were perfect. Um, apart from, I mean, I, I was lucky enough to have one of my best mates go to the same uni as me and end up in the same in the same house, basically same uni owned house. Uh, and that was fine because we knew each other, and if we had a problem with each other, we already had an established rapport. Uh, it's harder to do that with people that you don't know. Yeah, you don't know what their reaction will be. Mm, yeah, no, they might be. Um, I was actually looking. One of my mates, uh, she, she was looking through some old screenshots just on her phone. It's just something to do, and she found um, a conversation that she'd had in first year halls with somebody that she'd not actually met yet. I think they just had it. I think they just all gave out each other's numbers so they could get a hold of each other easily. But yeah, she, <laughs> they sent her a message saying like, you know, did you take my stuff out the dryer? And she was like. Yeah, I needed to dry my uh, bed sheets. I put your stuff on top of it, and he was like, "Yeah, no, I found it." I think he, he was basically he was, he was agitated by yeah. it. Yeah, he didn't he didn't like that it had happened. Um, to that, I say, mate, just know when the cycle's going to be over and take it out. Mm. Then he then uh, asked her, "Do you want to come stay at mine?" <laughs> which was which was interesting as well. That's um, quite an escalation, that. And when she said, <laughs> I'm all right, thanks, you know, uh, he then just, like, goes off on one. I think just 
just uh, ditching the whole, oh, I just asked you to come over um, bit. And then just goes off on one saying like, oh, you have to be careful doing that with people's stuff or they might beat you up or something. I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> like that, that was, uh, wow. that was an escalation from, from one thing to another. Yeah. And someone who's having yeah, a bad day. Somebody's having a very bad day. And that's definitely the singularly, that's probably like what a lot of people can, can picture in their heads as being the archetypally worst situation. Yeah. That's to like be the nightmare. In. Yeah. Truth be told, that yeah. is, yeah, that's so few and far between. Yeah, I think that's probably the worst one I've ever heard from a first year experience, definitely. Mm. Yeah, but um after uh, one of my other one of my other mates uh went to the same uni as me, uh spent a lot of time with him and his flatmates and got on like a house on fire. And that's exactly the thing, isn't it? Uh you can go to other places and make friends with other people. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not living at home anymore. You know, you don't have to be friends with mum and dad or brother or sister or whoever you can go out and yeah. have fun with lots of other people because you're essentially you know living on one big high school and when you're all first years um everybody's feeling the exactly the same way as you are and mm. it just takes just you know just takes getting out there how would you get around sort of that that kind of um that hang up with flatmates jeremy what would be your sort of solution for imperfect flatmates so Obviously, like you say, you're going to meet a lot of other people. So don't don't rely on the one group of people. And I think one of the great things about university and you sort of touched over it is you can you are basically free. You can go and talk to who you like. You can go and make friends in so many different areas. So even if you do get along with your housemates or you don't just have the options there, like diversify the amount of people that you're speaking to. I think it's one of the best things that you can do in any situation like that. The other thing as well would just be supposed to be to try and learn what it is about your housemates that that they're delicate with. You know, if mm. if someone threatens to beat you up after asking you to stay around because you <laughs> left their clothes on top of the dryer, you know, maybe just don't. I'm not saying that this was the girl's fault, but maybe she wouldn't have put his stuff on the dryer because it's just not a problem that you can be bothered then to mm. get into. And of course, yeah. it is one of the things about universities you're going to meet a lot of different people i think that you you realize how almost sheltered you've been if you've just gone to one school for example because even though there's going to be lots of different people at your school they ultimately will all sort of be molded by the same experience of living in that town that you've grown up in going through the school systems that you've grown up in you're meeting people from all over the country sometimes all over the world they'll have mm. norms and different reactions to things compared to how you would expect someone that you know from home to react to them for example so it's just about learning those things and sort of appreciating that people are going to potentially be more volatile to other situations that they might not be or they might think something's not a big deal that you do for example mm. and it's it's learning to adapt to meeting more people from different backgrounds i think and of different reactions to situations yeah yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's a huge part of our communication, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think everybody thinks that sort of passive aggressive looks and signals is how you is how you de-escalate a situation because they're you know it's like you know we're not ants we can't like you know sort of vibe and uh, you know be connected uh, just kind of you know telepathically you do have to have these discussions and dialogues 
and it does work. Uh, unless you're with someone who's particularly unreceptive, um, then they're lost. They probably won't make that many yep. friends. But you will because you talk to people. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's a very good point, and it's a very good piece of advice. If you find yourself going to uni and you're not clicking with housemates immediately, try to open that dialogue. Try to talk to people, and if it ultimately fails, you're not trapped there. Uh, you can go out. You're an adult. Yep. You can go to the pub. Uh, you can go to a society. You can go see some of your course mates and go hang out with them. You're perfectly free to do what you want, uh, which is probably the very sort of jarring experience, isn't it, really? Like, now you don't have to ask anybody's permission to go out, because you can. <laughs> you know, just go do what you want. It's great. Yeah, it's strange for all of us, really, at the moment. That, that yeah. Oh, yeah, we're back. Yeah, we're back to uh, we're back to being being told when we can go yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, uh, fingers crossed that'll change this year. But uh, hell, if you end up going to uni, hopefully, yeah, by September, you will be able to go out where you want, mm. uh, provided you get jabbed up, which you should do. Uh, <laughs> we're not. Yeah, that's a that's a that'll be a side fact. We're not going to tolerate any kind of anti-vax stuff on yes, here either. This is not an anti-vax podcast. Yes, um, we do not endorse that. We, you know, <laughs> I believe in freedom of choice up to a certain extent. Um, <laughs> uh, just get the, just, just get the. Oh God, no! Before I go off on one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you're offered it, take it. Right. End of. Moving on. But anyway, Joe, what uh, would be your first tip? <laughs> uh, what would be my first tip? Uh, so um, I, I asked my girlfriend. Uh, she's uh, in her third year, she's in her final year. Let's say third year, she did a foundation as well. But she's in her final year um, of her degree. And uh, she talked about being able to get hold of resources, uh, so stuff mainly like textbooks and journal articles and stuff, without having to pay out through the nose for it. Because you're already paying a lot to be at uni, you know, in terms of just sheer, sheer quantity of money. I was lucky enough that... At uni, ARU gave me um, and gave all UK students basically like credit every year to spend on stuff like textbooks and stationery and da 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 da. Because textbooks are expensive as hell. Yes. <laughs> they are. They are not cheap. You know, you're looking at like like forty quid, probably upwards, um, or maybe a little bit less. But for like core reading, for, like core books, uh, you are looking at you are looking at a lot and uh like she said she wish she'd known purely off the get-go about websites that like provide second-hand books or just books at a cheaper rate because like they do exist like that's the thing these these places do exist and they're great because uh that like you know it's sort of another thing about access isn't it you know it's a continual gatekeeping because somebody might be going to yearly uh, to yearly to uni purely off the back of uh, the loans and the grants and then when it actually comes down to the crunch you know you might might be in your overdraft and not really have the money yeah. to spend on textbooks so like websites like abe's books uh, you know you can get cheaper textbooks on there um, and being able to get journal articles online as well i see a lot of websites usually published in the in the u.s um, because their <laughs> textbooks are extremely expensive. They're probably more expensive than um, than getting one in Britain. And there's tons of these websites where it'll just be scanned textbooks put in public domain, but obviously they don't want you to know about them. Um, I'll probably I'll probably like start putting up some more links to stuff like that on Facebook page and wherever else. But it, it 
it's an important thing because you know you're told that these are things like core reading and you do need them and if you are spending hundreds and hundreds of pounds every year on these things but you're not given sort of access to at the very least a discount um is a you know it's kind of like a hidden charge yeah. isn't it and it can build up as well mm, it can build up you know and um when when you're essentially spending like a two week food shop on a book that you're going to use for one year it's a bit it's a bit insulting isn't it yeah like you know it's a it's a bit insulting. you know say like you know if you can uh, i mean i can make i can make 40 quid go over two weeks on food so that's you know getting that for for a bloody book that you probably you know i i didn't really use textbooks that much in my course but you know a textbook that you you may end up only opening for the first bloody lecture and not using it again you know it's a you know it's a big thing so don't immediately go to your university's bookshop or whatever website or Amazon or whatever. Go online, look up, you know, cheap places to get resources like textbooks. Yeah. Because it's it's a good idea. You know, check your university's like um, overheard Facebook pages and see if there's anybody selling old textbooks. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And mm. yeah, like I think you're slightly touching on there. Have a look at things like buy sell pages. I know in Nottingham, uh, there's mm. a massive page called the Nottingham buy sell page, and you always see people who are offering to sell their their books on there. And also, if you know people who are in mm. the years above you, don't be afraid to ask them if they've got any textbooks going spare because they probably do. And they're not they're not the the sharks that are university bookshops that are not <laughs> going to say yes, that'll be forty pounds, please. They'll probably yeah discount because they they're probably running out of space to store all their books by the time they've got to mm. their third year or even if they've graduated they've probably got no need to keep it anymore so you're almost mm. doing them a favor yep yep exactly so look for second hand go second hand um don't buy new there's already there's already too much stuff in the world <laughs> just get, get stuff that's already there oh, for god's sake just do it environment <laughs> yeah printing you know, more books you know, we've t- we've touched on international politics, we've touched on anti-vaxxing, now we're getting onto the environment. Exactly. We're versatile, if nothing else. Yeah. If anything, yeah, we, we are a disposable podcast. <laughs> we are reusable. You can, you know, you can rinse and repeat this stuff every episode. <laughs> Buy all. And it will save you money. It'll save you money in the long term, and it's not really that hard to do. You got you got any more uh, any more things that you wish you'd known or friends things that friends wish they'd known, Jamie? I think a good one for me personally that I learned is uh, that not everyone at university is a genius. <laughs> I, I think that you, you come into it yeah. with this idea and it, it's quite, it, it is funny. It's also quite intimidating, I think, when you're, for a lot of people, when you're thinking about university, you think, oh, bloody hell, am I, am I going to be able to keep up with the conversations and all that? And mm. think you sort of, you stereotype in your mind image of an actual seminar and it's just this talking textbook in the corner who's just <laughs> reciting everything and everyone else is reciting back the chapter following and you're just mm. there like what what's going on and i consider myself an intelligent person and the <laughs> thought that there were these people who were like next level and that this would be the average person at university it, it was quite daunting i think and then you get there, mm. and I can comfortably say that some of the biggest idiots I've met in my life, I met at university. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with that 100%. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've got an anecdote for this one, actually, if you'll indulge me. Of course. 
right on this right on this vein. Um, Joe, story time. Here we go. Uh, so uh, in my first year, um, my politics class was quite was quite small, uh, and everybody in there was quite was I, I considered to be quite smart. Everybody sort of knew what they were talking about to a general extent on sort of like different levels, um, if you know what I mean. Uh, kind of like you know, some of the most politically smart people you can meet will just be some dude in a tracksuit. You know, sort of like you know, some people had the image of being smart, and some guys were just smart. Um, and there was one lad in my first year who I shall leave anonymous. Um, uh, I considered him to be uh, to be quite smart. You know, so we didn't ag- we didn't at all agree on politics wise. Um, we did we I don't think. I think we could have crossed the aisle on certain issues, but broadly, broadly, no, basically broadly, no, we did not get on um, politics wise. Uh, but nevertheless, I thought it was quite smart. Uh, and I remember coming back in second year and sort of sitting down for the first lecture and sort of looking around and sort of when other people started arriving, I was like, oh, where's uh, where's so and so? And one of the other one of uh, one of my other classmates, she, they were like fairly close because I think they were a little bit more politically aligned. Uh, so they chatted a bit more and she told me oh yeah um he didn't get invited back for his second year <laughs> and and i was like what why how, how do you not get invited back for second year I don't understand because obviously you know first year as long as you as long as you get stuff done to like a, a decent level yeah none of it none of it matters and that was the thing um he couldn't be bothered, basically, or he didn't think it was worth his time to do the assignments. And right. <laughs> yes, they. if you don't know this, yes, they don't count towards your final grade. But, and it's a very, very, very big but, if you don't pass them broadly, you may not be invited back to your <laughs> second year or to continue studying. So this guy had essentially believed that he could just do nothing throughout first year. Effectively, he wouldn't have to go to any lectures either. Yeah. He didn't have to do anything at all because he didn't think it was worth his time. And he'd already gotten locked into a rental agreement as well oh, no. in a shared house, which was quite expensive from what he told me with like five other lads. And because he couldn't, he didn't have any reason to remain anymore. He just, he just left and went back to Northern Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, so he just left these guys locked into it. now magically paying for a fifth room that they didn't need and yep. they needed somebody in it ASAP and yeah wow. it just goes to show exactly what Jamie said um, you will meet some of the thickest people yep. that you need um, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that, yeah don't worry um, <laughs> university is not necessarily filled with poindexters um, yeah the, uh, I love that word, Poindexter. It's a great word. <laughs> yeah, um, but university is not necessarily filled with Poindexters with big, with big thick glasses uh, running around in knit sweaters. Um, <laughs> mo- most people don't know what they're doing either, and uh, that's totally fine. If you think you even have the slightest handle on life before you go to uni, then you're already doing a million times better than everybody else. I can guarantee you. Yeah. Um, and that's actually um, knowing what you're doing. Uh, is something that uh, another one of my friends um, commented on. Uh, stuff about budgeting and living independently came yeah. up, and that's or it is quite a uh, it's quite a challenge. You know, it seems like quite a challenge knowing how to budget, 
how to manage your rent and bills and stuff can be quite intimidating to say the least particularly if you're on a tight income mm. if you've not if you've not got a lot of cash kicking about in you know in your back pocket uh if your parents you know can't help you out financially or can't help you out that much whilst you're studying um or they might not even feel obligated to because you're an adult now and they don't have to pay yeah. for you uh, <laughs> but um yeah it is it is quite a thing and um I know, because uh, I, I lived with this guy for pretty much all of my uni life, and he was he ended up being sort of like in our second year and third year house. Uh, he became kind of like the budgeteer. He knew <laughs> what to do when it came to the rent and the bills. Um, when we went to set up the, he was looking up the best sort of like shared accounts for doing the rent and wow. stuff, which was great. Um, which is really really great. But um, you know, he learned how to do it, but uh, he still sort of like didn't know what was doing going in and to be fair neither did i um and after my first year in the summer i went to america to do like a camp america thing um so i couldn't be there on the ground to i, I did i did feel a bit bad about it because i was essentially being like okay you're probably the most reliable person in this group of people that we're going to live with because two of them i don't really know and one of them, eh, you know, he's all right. Um, so I was like, I know you. Can you please get this sorted? Yeah. Um, and he did a really good job on it in the end. And I think that that kind of goes to show budgeting is very scary on the outset. If you actually sit down and work on it, um, if you start basically figuring out what your basic cost of living is, it's going to be so much easier. Yeah. Um, it gets easier. Basically. It's very simple maths, but it's not even like complica complicated equations mm. or anything like that. It's just simply taking away, basically, work spend. Yeah. Taking yeah, that exactly. away, working out what's left. There's not much to it, really, when you actually do, like you say, sit down and look at it and put some effort mm. into trying to understand it. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, you know, you don't, you don't know what the cost of living is when you go to uni because your parents, you know, buy the food. <laughs> you know they they know they know what the weekly shop probably tots up to yeah you don't know why the hell would you know <laughs> you're not the one going to the shop so why would you know so you might not necessarily know what you like you know how much money you need to spend before you head out uh, unless you haven't lived independently before uni in which case you're probably already <laughs> you already know a lot more than any student does in their first you'll year. be the one that people are asking to do the budgets if that's the yes. case. <laughs> uh, in which case, if you have lived independently and you're thinking about going to uni, do not reveal that yeah. you know how to do rent and stuff because you will be asked to do it. <laughs> and if you don't want to do it, you shouldn't have to. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a piece of advice for you. <laughs> um, I think as well, when it comes to rent and sort of managing, basically making sure people pay it, don't, don't be afraid to, like, you know, engage. Not, I'm, not, I, I'm not advocating... You know, being like a being like a debt collector or like a yeah. loan shark. You know, Knocking don't break somebody's legs. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving <laughs> your foot in their... the door when they try to yeah. to go away. Yeah, like don't put your like fist through the drywall um, when you're asking for rent. But don't be, don't be afraid to have that dialogue that will seem quite uh, antagonistic because that's just part of life, um, especially you know. in a shared house because it mm. is your problem as well. Oh, You're yeah. signed on the contract, and so if that person doesn't pay, the the person that the landlord's going to go to next is the rest of the housemates. So yes. it's an unfortunate reality that in that situation, yes, it might be a bit bit awkward, and it might it's probably not mm. something you've ever done in your life, but 
yeah, if someone isn't paying the rent, you've got to ask mm. them and put the pressure on them before that pressure starts being put on you, essentially. Exactly, yeah. Awkward is not the end of the world. And some people do have to be continuously reminded uh, yeah. about rent. And, you know, that's the thing. A lot, you won't get a lot of rent contracts unless you go through something like Spare Room or if you go on Facebook Market and look for look for rooms to rent uh, just in a house. Most student accommodation that is private will be a joint tenancy agreement. And nobody teaches you what that is until you get to uni because you have to learn about it. <laughs> um, because you don't learn any of these practical skills in high school or whatever. But yeah, if you currently find yourself, have found yourself, or fear that you will find yourself in this kind of situation, uh, you know, be prepared to have that discussion and be prepared to essentially kind of like almost create some contingencies for that. Yeah. Um, if somebody's not paying their rent, the landlord will be asking you as like a lead tenant or just as other people in the household to make up the rest of that. Um, you need to be ready to protect yourself against that kind of person um, because you don't want to be blindsided by that. Usually, I feel like probably most people's experiences are okay, but uh, I do know of people that have had problems like this and truth be told, you just have to chase them up and get on it. Um, maybe you know, maybe sort of like look into how rent contracts work. Yeah, basically, it, it's better to be prepared for the worst. Mm, yeah, and even if it doesn't happen, you know, at least. Yeah, I know. Like you know, nobody reads the terms and conditions. If you ever read a legal document in your life, make sure it's your tenancy agreement. Yeah, <laughs> just full stop. Make sure it's your tenancy agreement. Um, <laughs> one of my housemates, uh, as we were sort of going into the second. Um, year of tenancy at our second third year house she wanted to argue with the landlord to have that like admin fee reduced <laughs> during the transition and we were all like that's ridiculous you've signed the contract <laughs> and agreed to pay for it yeah like she didn't realize that it was in there even though it very blatantly says i think on like the first page <laughs> these are the these are the costs for when these things happen. And I remember like having this discussion and we were just like, you know, the the ones of us with like, you know, a few brain cells to rub together, <laughs> just looks at each other and like, we're not going to argue that with you. Yeah. If you want to take that up with the landlord, go ahead, but we're not going <laughs> to do that for you. <laughs> yeah, you're on your own. Yeah, which just shows, you know, firstly, if you don't want to lose out and if you don't want to make a fool of yourself, read your rent contract. Yeah. Basically, it's all you have to do. Just read your rent contract. Uh, it's probably the single best thing you can ever do when it comes uh, to renting. Yeah, just get just get wise when it comes to budgeting and renting. Uh, just just get wise. Do look things up as as much as you know. I'd like to say that they do. Nobody really holds your hand through things, and um, landlords do no. expect you to just kind of talk to you as if you will know these things. It would kind of be like it's kind of like if you if you took your car into the shop and the mechanic spoke to you as if you knew what was wrong with the car. Like, you know, there's a reason that yeah. you're here. Using the technical mm. terms for every part. Exactly. Of... Cool. Um, so, yeah, ju yeah, just get wise. Um, look things up. Uh, it'll save you a lot of headache. It's it. Everything when it comes to preparing for uni and dealing with these things feels like an insurmountable task, but you will you'll get over the hurdles. Start early in first year. Start looking early. Don't yep. leave it to the last moment. People People expect that to happen, and you will be left with the worst places to live in whatever city you are in you will be left with some oh you absolutely absolute will. garbo 
having been in one of those absolute garbo mm. places, you will absolutely be left with the absolute yep. garbo place, and it's worse yep. than you think. Find one place, find one place that's nice enough, and grab onto it with two hands. If you walk around a place and everybody agrees this is nice and we like it, say to the letting agent, whoever's showing you around, we are interested. Um, we would like to pursue things further because then at that point they're like, oh, brilliant. Yeah, we found something that's going to let the place. It's, yeah. it's not like it's not like in the TV shows where like you know a couple's looking around a house because at the end of the day, somebody might come and offer more. Students aren't going to offer more. <laughs> you're not no. in that situation you're not fighting over a place you're really just trying to get there first so get in first and there's not really any vetting nah. in a student house it's not lo so when when i was looking for a house after graduating at one point um a, a couple got picked over me and my friend mm. i think part of the reason was because they saw it as being a couple so you'd think they'd be in it for a longer term yeah deal they're not going to do no. that at uni. They're not look. They're just seeing students with money that they're willing yep. to throw at them, and so they'll accept the first people that pay. A exactly. Deposit. They want to lock you in for a year, two years at best. Uh, so don't worry about it. And also, it's only a year or two years of your life. You know, you're not looking for the perfect place mm. uh, because it's it's 100% not no. permanent. If you find the perfect place, well done. You know, well done. Congrats. Uh, if you don't find it, it's only two years. Um, you know, people are, you know, we've all we've dealt with pandemic for one year, probably going to be the best part of a second year. <laughs> you know, if you, if you can deal with that, you can deal with living in, like, not your Barbie's dream house uh, when you go to uni. Um, <laughs> and again, back to what we were saying earlier as well, you don't have to stay there. It, it doesn't change just because you're not in university accommodation anymore that you have to stay yeah. within your house. You can still go and see other people at other houses. You can go to the mm. library goes to the parks nearby Definitely. or whatever. Obviously, this is all with the asterisks of when, when we're, we're allowed to. Allowed yeah, I was going to go to the pub, but uh, <laughs> that's not, you know, yeah. soon, maybe, uh, but not not for now. But yeah. So, well, we've gone through quite a bit. I've got, I've got like one more that I probably want to go into because uh, this, is get, this is getting into a, a, a longer episode than usual. So, so we'll go, we'll go for about 10, 10 more minutes. Uh, we'll make, we'll make it a, a new year's big bumper special. Um, and do this last, and this is, this is my thought, which is kind of something that, that we've talked about on the podcast more. And as I've kind of like, kind of mold it over in my head, I kind of realized that, yeah, you know what? That's actually, that is actually quite a big barrier when it comes to being a student and it's, it's being an adult, but not being treated like one. Um, you know, it's, you are a young person more, more than likely, more than likely you've probably just turned 18. So even though you've kind of got all these adult responsibilities and things to do, uh, you still talk down to a lot and there's, there's, there's going to be a struggle to be assertive because you've spent the last, you know, sort of nearly two decades of your formative years being, you know, subservient to adult mm. authority so it can be kind of hard to it can be hard for some people at least to to put your foot down when it comes to stuff like that so like uh, and you know i just sort of like i was thinking in my head okay what are examples of things like this where it's happened and uh, i can think of one in my girlfriend's second year house some of the um her and a couple of her housemates were getting targeted by the Cambridge Cambridgeshire Council for not paying council tax. And, you know, if you're unaware, um, students don't pay that. 
you know, if you're a student, you don't pay council tax, um, or at the very least, council tax is usually taken care of by um, by your landlord or whatever yeah. as part of your bills um, or as part of your rent. And you know, she, she, she's on, on the phone because you know they've been sending these very threatening letters. Um, Kind of similar ones that I got from the TV Licensing Association when I was at uni. They send you these really threatening letters. They send you stuff yeah. that like, oh, we will send someone round to investigate if you don't get in contact. Or if you do not pay this, uh, you could be sent to court. <laughs> or They get really threatening. Like, uh, And this is like the council, like, you know, the people who do the roads. And they're coming at you as if they, as if, like, you know, they are going to take you to court. It's how these letters are yeah. written. Um, so she was on the phone to a woman from the council, and this woman was very insistent that she had to pay, and she was very insistent that, no, I don't have to pay. She was like, I'm a student, I don't have to pay. And then she also brought up a couple of other housemates who received similar letters, and she asked, oh, well, what about these people? Like, They're students. Like, how do you know that? And it was like, what? What do you mean, how do I know that? I was like, or, you know, it was like, and how do we know that? I was like, well... It's not. It's not my job to prove that I'm a student. Yeah. Is is the argument? And you know, they'll they'll talk to you like that because you're a young person, basically. And yeah. you know, they're sort of, they're getting pushback from a young person, which they which usually these people don't like. Uh, truth be told, just stand your ground. Uh, you're an adult now. Yeah. People will talk to you like you're when you look young. People will not treat you like an adult, and they will try. It's and easy take you prey, forward. isn't it? Mm because they can see almost in your face that naivety yeah and they see that okay you you might not think you might actually not realize that you don't have to pay council tax mm. so let's try and get you to pay it yeah and then it's just a few extra quid in the coffers for us yep no there, there's a like a million different examples i'm sure everybody's probably got an example of this um like you know i like i had to i, I worked bar for pretty much all the second and third year at uni um, you got a million people that think because you're young, you know they can, they can do what they want or whatever. Just put your foot down. You're an adult. You know you're allowed to. <laughs> um, you don't have to be treated. You don't have to be treated this way. You know you spent like about 18 years being treated as you know yep. as um, a minor, and you're now a major. You're an adult. Um, <laughs> so you know don't don't be afraid to put your foot down. Um, I think. All these examples, I mean, like, like now this rent strike across the UK uh, is the biggest one that's taken place in 40 years. In four decades, this is the biggest rent strike, um, at least of students across the UK. And this is just an example of students putting their foot down and saying, no, we're not going to be taken for a ride. You know, we've already signed up these rent contracts. We've already agreed to pay these sums and then been told by the government, stay at home. And of course, it's like, well... As much as somebody mm. would cancel their Netflix subscription if they don't have a TV, if you're not staying in a room, then you don't have to bloody pay for it. And yep. just private landlords and universities that are declining to comment or saying we're looking into it, uh, that's nonsense. Uh, nobody needs to look into what the problem is. <laughs> no. It's pretty obvious it's what quite, the problem is. It's quite self-explanatory, really. Yeah, it's on the news every bloody day. Every time my phone vibrates, <laughs> it's something about what the current problem is. Uh, and it's it's an example of just of students being taken for a ride um yeah and not a fun one <laughs> it's it's not it's not a you know you're not taking a cab on the way to the club <laughs> and as they should be students are currently saying no we won't put up with that and they should continue to say no we won't put up with that and mm. i'm hoping that this will breed a sort of like you know if 
God willing, the pandemic doesn't totally crush the amount of people that want to go to uni this year. I'm hoping that this display of strength by students will actually show that, hey, no, you, you can do these things. You know, you do have yeah. rights. Uh, you have unions that will help you organize. Or, well, most places have unions that will help you organize. If your union is very helpful, um, take it over. Start your own. Uh, <laughs> yeah, set up your own. You're allowed. You're, you're allowed to do that. And, yeah, like, I, feel, I, I think it's, it's hard to kind of learn that, um, to learn to stand up. and um, Something you can only learn through doing it, really. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the hurdle that you have to to get over by yourself, really, mm. and obviously in a university like you say, there are unions, there are there are groups that can do it with you and help yep. you to take that step. Mm. And I think it's the best place to really learn that skill. Yeah, university that skill of the power of a voice, essentially. Yeah, that's, no, that's a great way to put it. Um, and if you have a problem with conflict, which um, like you know, I, I like to think I'm pretty conflict averse, I don't really enjoy it apart from like a lively discussion um you know like i said unions can help you with that unions are essentially there to help you uh, they are the megaphone for you you know they're the collective megaphone uh and they can help you with problems and help you to sort things out and yeah you know just you know, just, you know st put your foot down i'm not paying council yeah. tax no go away um I always loved getting the TV licensing people send me a letter. I loved it because I got to see how, what was the next escalation of aggression that they would bring to my doorstep. Um, did they ever bring another escalation? They never did for me. Uh, so I got a letter saying that you have to tell us. Um, right. And I did. I went online and I did it. Um, I think a couple of my housemates didn't. So we kept getting letters. Uh, and for whatever reason, maybe my, my submission didn't go through or whatever. Uh, I got another letter saying you have to or we will send someone around to investigate and i was like "Ooh, <laughs> will you so i just decided you know i'll leave it and they never sent anyone surprisingly enough because it's just how does that investigator introduce themselves yeah like you <laughs> what's know, their job title <laughs> yeah do they have the authority to admit themselves to your home without a warrant because if somebody, yeah. if somebody had showed up be like i'm from the tv <laughs> tv licensing people i need to see whether or not you've got any tellies that are plugged into the the aerial or whatever, I'd be like, do you, do you actually have the power to do that? Like, you know, are you are you a policeman? They say no. Okay, so you're not a policeman already. Uh, do you have a warrant? <laughs> said no. I'd be like, okay, go away and get one then. Buy. Yeah, just buy. Because what what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Like, it's like, it's like, are you are you gonna hit me? Are you gonna are you gonna force entry into my home to look at my telly? <laughs> They had one. It wasn't plugged into the satellite, but they'd look at a TV and go, ah, there it is. Well, you'd get away it. with it, didn't you? Uh, but uh, not with not with old Detective Jobsworth on the case. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a silly example, but it, you, you don't get told about these things. Um, and yeah. they, they are designed to scare you. Uh, just don't let them win. Don't let the TV licensing people win. Um, that's, no, what, that's what George TV said, licensing people are evil. They are. Um, the war on TV licensing will carry on. <laughs> um, and that's probably the best piece of advice we can give you. Um, probably yeah. probably the last one as well. Um, this has been a long episode, but I've enjoyed it. Um, I think the first yep. 12 minutes were just rambling about America. But hey, I like a ramble. I think everybody likes a ramble every now that's and done. then. It's got to be done. It does have to be done. And I want to say a big thank you to Jamie for coming on once again and indulging me and my ramblings. 
<laughs> no, thanks for having me again. No. Thanks for indulging mine too. Always a pleasure. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back with some new stuff uh, next week. Obviously, uh, vaccine rollouts are a big thing going out across the country now. So, you know, maybe we'll see some developments there. Obviously, uh, I know a lot of um, I know a lot of lawmakers have actually been calling for frontline medical staff to get the jab and hopefully that will include uh student nurses and student doctors because uh, they're frontline medical staff and they deserve it and we'll see how the rent strikes develop uh hopefully uh these uh these little bourgeois landlords of all their hordes of money like um like big old smaug dragons will start giving away some of it again whether or not that will happen we remained to see um yeah we will catch you next week uh, so it's bye-bye from me and bye-bye from me. And bye-bye from Jamie. So uh, take care. Bye now.